0: keeping an eye on what's happening in Ottawa. I don't think anything's going to change substantially today. Uh, I would be shocked if there's any kind of resignation from uh, Marco Mendicino, our public safety minister. Uh, He's in the crosshairs right now. He's under the gun for the way that the Paul Bernardo situation has been handled. First and foremost, not this is no longer necessarily to do with Paul Bernardo being transferred from maximum security to medium security. At issue now is what the public safety minister knew about that, when he knew about it, and what he did about it, because reporting has uncovered that his office was notified way back in March that this was going to be happening. Mendicino continues to insist that they didn't tell him, he didn't find out about it, until the day after the transfer at the end of May. So, how does that work? How does Correctional Services of Canada decide, we better give the minister's office a heads up, but the minister doesn't find out. We're going to speak with Peter Van Lone. Uh, he spent 14 years in government. He's an MP from York Simcoe in government from 2004 to 2018. He was the Minister of Public Safety from 2008 to 2010 in Stephen Harper's government. In other words, he sat in the same office as Marco Mandacino sits right now. Maybe he can help us understand how this kind of communication should be processed. Uh, Mr. Van Loan, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate your time today great to be with you so very few canadians obviously very few will be watching all of this from the perspective that you're watching it from you were the minister of public safety so just give us your reaction to what we've been seeing in ottawa for the past couple of weeks now surrounding this paul bernardo transfer
1: well i'll start by saying i have some sympathy for uh, any public safety minister it's a job that uh, probably almost killed me i was up till three or four in the morning every day handling going through the flow of information and it was enormous. And just to put it in context, if I were going down to Washington during the Obama administration to meet with my uh, American cabinet counterparts, I'd have to meet with four different people. The Homeland Security Secretary, the Solicitor General, the Director of the CIA, the head of the FBI. Huge portfolio, very, very big, probably too big. In fact, the Liberals have broken it up by taking out emergency management. But that being said, Uh, I was up that late in handling that flow because I felt that it was my responsibility and my staff did to look at everything and see the whole field and know what risks were out there. And uh, I think there is a problem in the culture of how Liberals operate versus how Conservatives operate in Ottawa. Generally speaking, the Liberals feel that the bureaucracy are always aligned with them and they don't really have to look too closely at what's coming out of the bureaucracy because they can have pretty fair confidence that their values are reflected in the same decisions. We as Conservatives kind of had a different perspective. We were kind of more looking out for the ordinary guy and the taxpayers whose views were not always the same as the high-powered bureaucrats in Ottawa. So uh, we were much more often at odds with them and you had to very keep a close eye on it and, and uh, look at that flow of information coming through. So at the end of the day, I suspect that there is a culture in these offices, including the Public Safety Minister's Office, of accepting and deferring to whatever recommendations are coming forward, and we don't need to worry about it too much. And as a result of that... Some of these things might never come to the eyes of the minister, whether it be things like, uh, you know, uh, Chinese interference in elections mm-hmm. or, in this case, the Bernardo transfer.
0: So uh, h- how does that work? I mean, in every office, I imagine there's a chain of cabinet. Like you say, it is a massive bureaucracy that we're talking about here. And I'm sure they have ways. Well, this is how we've always done it. This is how we'll always do it. But ultimately, who makes that decision and who puts a, Did you come up with a new framework when you became public safety minister? Was the meeting saying, hey, listen, I need to know about this. I don't need to... I mean, who gives that guidance? Well,
1: it's interesting. I just... uh, I think my... First of all, you should know the minister's office is not actually that big. This is sort of the political staff, the exempt staff. You're talking a dozen, maybe 15 people in a big portfolio like that. At least in our world, that's what it was. That's not a lot of people, and they all have particular responsibilities. But those... Political staffers would exercise their judgment on what needed to be sent to me. And just about every night, I go home with two of those giant litigation briefcases full of documents to pour through. And uh, it's a question of setting that culture in your office. At the end of the day, while I can say that there's an awful lot of information and I can understand it, the minister has to decide whether he's going to be an executive who's just kinda there, showing up for announcements and taking all the credit, which I think works for them in most portfolios, or whether he's actually gonna be in charge, know what's going on and and have control of it. He's responsible for that information flow in his office. And if his staff aren't getting things to him, he would have known that already a long time ago. He would have seen the pattern. He would have been aware of it. They would have discussions and meetings all the time. And I expect there's probably a sense that, uh, don't bother me with trivial things it's just the definition of what constitutes a trivial matter.
0: Well, this so, is the thing. Like it, it, did Correctional Services of Canada reach out on every single prisoner transfer? Obviously not. Mm-hmm. This one had Paul Bernardo's name on it. This this is the furthest from trivial, isn't it?
1: Exactly, and obviously Corrections Canada uh knew that. They saw thought- That it was politically sensitive that's why they sent the message up to the minister's office back in march notifying them of the political sensitivity and uh you know whether it's the chief of staff you know i don't know if the minister saw it or not but let's take him at his word that he didn't that means there's a failure among his staff principally the chief of staff but whoever else was responsible for corrections to say hey this is something that uh, our minister should know about
0: now he's under intense pressure as you know people want to see him resign over this he said he has spoken to his staff and he's made sure he's fixed these communication problems is that good enough
1: well that would be a little more it, it's a good messaging and uh, it, you know it might be a little bit too late had he done that after the first such incident, but you know, it's been a pattern mm-hmm. of incidents, right? The China, the CSIS stuff, the spying and the interference in elections, interfering with MPs, you know, a whole succession of things. And you, you know, you're responsible. It's a, a, a huge set of responsibilities. Everything from Canadian Border Services Agency and Corrections Canada to Canada's spy agency, the RCMP. That's always a source of all kinds of headaches and trouble there. There's counterterrorism. There's the normal duties of, of public safety. A lot of stuff on. On your plate, a lot of things to deal with. So, um, you know, some people decide I'm going to let entrust my fate to others and their judgment. Well, a minister is responsible for their staff, for the culture in their office, and the procedures
0: in their office. Um, and ultimately, what it comes down to, and I think there's a, a great area of debate here in terms of what should he have done or could he have done as someone who sat in that chair as public safety minister. If something like this comes along, I mean, there is. There has to be barriers to a minister jumping into something like the administration of justice. Is it different? I mean, how does he handle that situation in terms of whether or not the transfer should go ahead?
1: Well, there's. The, the, there's a corrections kit is an arm's length agency so they make your decisions independently but they uh, uh, report through the minister and the fact that they are sending a message like that up is an indication that they're both thinking the minister should be aware of this and that they're open to a discussion about the appropriateness of this and having that discussion without giving, uh, you know, kind of orders or direction is entirely within the realm of appropriate behavior by the minister, I would argue. So that's why they're informed. Uh, they can say, please like to talk to the head of Corrections Canada, ask him about this, why he's doing it. We could discuss what the public response would be and whether they really think they should do this, and then how we are going to handle that in terms of communicating it to the public and the victims' families. Um, it looks like none of that happened.
0: So those concerns of, hey, we don't want politicians getting involved in this, we want an independent system, you're saying this doesn't cross those lines. This is a minister, it's within his purvey. Uh,
1: that's very different than, uh, than actually giving direction. Okay. Uh, there's a reason why the memo came up. The communications can happen. You can ask why you're doing this. Does it make sense? You can ask all those questions without giving direction. That's what accountability is. It's not, when we set up these, when they set up these arm's length agencies, and this is a problem in government generally, but the notion isn't that the arm's length uh, uh, agencies are to be insulated from any political accountability at all. They shouldn't be. And that's why they report to ministers. That's why memos like that do go
0: up. Um Mr. Van Loon, I can't thank you enough for your time. I think it was a, a great conversation, and uh, we learned a lot. Thank you so much.